All right, Michael Minotti, this is Jeff Grubb. This is the Games Beat Decides podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. Oh, no, it's we've already got an echo. This is the third week of the Games Beat Decides podcast. Uh, if you haven't watched before, each week we take a couple of topics and we try to, uh, to come to a determination, a decisive ter- ter- determination where we know the answer. We give it all to everyone else so no one else has to think about it. They could just trust us because we always get everything right. Um, like I said, I'm Jeffrey Grubb, and with me is Mike. Mike, why don't you introduce yourself and say hello to all the fine folk. Hi, I'm Mike Minotti. I am uh, the community manager at GamesBeat and Jeff Superior. Well, I, I, don't, I wouldn't go that far. I, I mean, I mean as a lo- person, not like position-wise. Well, I mean, I'm better looking, and I'm uh, <laughs> okay. much more liked. So in the, I think it's a give or take. Okay. All right, buddy. Whatever you think. <laughs> um, so, Mike, uh, before we get into our topics this week, this week which are NES Classic and uh, maybe some other stuff, um, I was wondering if you had anything from the past week of gaming that you wanted to talk about. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, honestly, a lot of it has been playing the NES Classic and um, Watch Dogs 2, which the embargo actually went up for today. So, like, I mean, I could talk to you about Watch Dogs 2 a little bit if you have anything you were wondering about there. Yeah, should should I care about Watch Dogs 2? I feel like I'm not sure I, if I should. You should care. I, mean, I don't think you should care that much about it, right? I mean, it's still ultimately kind of another uh, Grand Theft Auto, who's he, what's it, right? It's it's definitely that nicer kind of lighthearted tone is better. It's not like, you know, it's not like a barrel of laughs, right? It's still well, looking we can quick. go and shoot somebody on the street with a shotgun but you you didn't like the first watch dogs right and but i was okay with it okay uh i thought it was fine as far as these kind of you know grand theft auto things do i'm like the guy who's kind of down on these kind of games in general a little bit like i'm the person who played grand theft auto 5 and thought it was you know fine uh kind of whatever and again it's, it's the same kind of thing one nice thing about it is you know me and you we don't live in san francisco but our company is based out there so we visit it quite a bit. It is kind of fun to, you know, drive around and see things in San Francisco. And, you know, even if, like, something isn't there that should be there, you can go to where it should be. And even that is still kind of fun. Like, I can go to where Games Beat's office is. And, you know, obviously there's not a sign that says Games Beat's here. But, you know, <laughs> there are some, like, pretty funny missions. Like, the way it's been making the rounds today, like, you literally hack into Ubisoft to leak one of their game trailers, and the trailer you leak might actually be a new trailer for a new game. Well, uh, yeah, so stuff like that's kind of fun. A lot of it is, you know, very ripped from the headlines. There's some pharmaceutical guy who's trying to buy exclusive rights to a band's album, right? And uh, there's a church that's brainwashed celebrities and. To believing in aliens, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff. Which, again, it almost feels maybe a little bit more Grand Theft Auto again. It's getting a bit more satirical, like that, if not quite as nasty as Grand Theft Auto can be sometimes. But, I mean, yeah, I think it's an improvement. I think it's better. It's not a bad game. I think it might be a good game. Um, but, you know, I don't know if it's something that you need to rush out to go play. Yeah, it, it definitely seems like one of those games that might kind of get lost in the. Uh the shuffle this holiday people aren't really talking about it too much i think everyone's like waiting to see like i think people got burned on the first watchdogs which I- i'm with you i didn't hate it it was fine uh but it's definitely something i'm gonna wait and see um yeah it seems like there's like uh, basically anything that's coming out the rest of this year kind of has this this problem almost of gathering excitement like the dishonor 2 just came out and it doesn't really seem like people are 
excited about it. Mm-hmm. And in both cases, these are the temple games for these companies, right? For uh, Ubisoft with Watch Dogs for a holiday, mm-hmm. and uh, Dishonored 2 for Bethesda. So they kind of have a lot riding on these. So it'll be interesting, interesting to see how they do. Or if we're still at this point where people are still kind of like, you know, playing those three shooters that came out during, uh, you know, last month and this month. I, I'm definitely in that situation. Well, I mean, I'm playing Dishonored 2 right now. I'll talk about that a little bit, and then we'll kind of get into the topics for this week. Uh, yeah, I, I was expecting uh, people to be more excited than they are, and honestly, they should be. So far, it's been a really good game. I mean, we, we got it, you know, pretty late because of Bethesda's review policy thing. So I'm uh, waiting for them to... I, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm playing it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is like a really good game, and I'm like, I can't wait to go tell people, and it already seems like it's past the point where people are going to want to hear about it. Uh, I actually wrote a story. It should go up after, you know, we're done podcasting today about how it, it came out in the UK and it, it debuted at number four on the charts behind, um, I think it was behind FIFA, which I guess maybe you can expect, but also behind Call of Duty and Battlefield one. And all those games came out a week or more or, or a week or more uh, ago. Uh, and, you know, th- this one came out this week and it still couldn't get past that, uh, those top yeah, three. Yeah, that's, that's kind of strange. And I, I think I heard too that it's selling slower over there it than is. the first one did. And that's, you never really want to see that. No, it's a bad sign, I think, for any sequel. I mean, Titanfall 2 but had it, a it's similar strange. Thing. It's strange because people liked Dishonored 1, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to pinpoint exactly why that would be. I agree. It's I have I kind of am lost. Uh, you know, it's tempting to be like, oh, they didn't give it like let us review it, but I don't think that's the case because it's it seems like reviews. You know, people could take them or leave them. They want to buy into the marketing hype, and it just seems like maybe that they missed the mark with the marketing. Maybe we should just pretend that it is because they cut us, <laughs> and now they're reaping what they sow. Oh, you don't want to give us a review copy and your sales. <laughs> that's <laughs> what happens, and it's like, well, that's that's probably not it, but it makes me feel better. Um, Mike, I don't think there's anything else we need to talk about this week. We should probably jump into the topics. Let's get into these topics, and then if you know, if we think of something else, we can get there. But let's—I want to talk about that NES, man. Yeah, so it's the NES Classic this week. It's kind of our big topic. So, uh, l- like I said, and I'll kind of run it, run it down again, we take these fundamental questions in the game industry that everyone's asking each week, and we answer them. Uh, it's not, you know, we're not going to be wishy-washy. We're going to have answers. Uh, I think we're going to jump through a few NES class- Classic-related questions, um, and then we have some other stuff. But, Mike, let's start with just, like, I think the basic first one should be, is the NES Classic a good deal? And I'm bringing this to you because you actually look in- looked into this. Yeah, I kind of had fun on Friday with a story on this because um, I've actually kind of gotten into collecting like old games a bit more because uh, there's like a store around here that sells like, you know, everything from NES Beyond, which, you know, I don't live in a big city, so that's kind of rare for me. So it's kind of been fun to get into that again. And, you know, sometimes just buying an old NES game, it could cost anywhere from 5 to $60 or, you know, $100 depending on uh, how rare it is or not. And a lot of the games in the NES Classic Edition, they aren't rare games necessarily, you know, like Super Mario Brothers, they printed so many of those. But still, it's 30 games. So I kind of just did some math here uh, from a site I called, I found called uh, Price Charting, which has like the average loose item price of uh, each game. And loose item means it's just the cartridge, right? It's not mm-hmm. in a box. It's not sealed in mid condition. It's a used item. Um, and so if you combine just the price of all the games uh what you're going to uh get is four hundred and twenty five dollars and seventy cents just for the 30 games right and then a console it says 61 dollars i've seen them on sale for as much as 90 to get like an original nes 
And then a controller, like an old NES controller, about $15, $16. So together, if you were to get everything that you get, you know, in the NES Classic, it's $502.49. So you would save $442.49. Now, keep in mind, it's, you know, you're obviously you're losing out on actually owning physical versions of these things, owning the originals. So it's not like a perfect comparison. Mm-hmm. But still, I think hundreds and hundreds of dollars you know if you really wanted to legitimately go out and get these games uh i think it is a pretty good deal for 60 dollars. i think it's it's good and again i know somebody out there is gonna be you could just download these things on a rom and whatnot not, but not only is that you know whatever morally but it's, it's not as much fun to it's play nice. a rom of something on your android device or on your computer or whatever when, i don't know when you are holding that nes controller and it's an official nintendo product by golly <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, this is something different about that experience. Yeah, I uh, I actually set up my Steam Link, which is like a little fifty dollar thing that you plug into your TV. It lets you stream stuff uh, from your computer, and I set it up so that I can pick NES games, ROMs from my computer and stream them to my TV. And even that, while it looks really cool because it has this nice menu and it brings in all the uh, game art and stuff like that, it looks great. Uh, it's still that isn't quite what I want because it feels like. Um, there's always a little bit of lag when I'm streaming it. And even if I plugged it directly into my, uh, directly into the, into the TV to try to remove as much of that lag as possible, I'm still using like an Xbox one controller and nothing feels official. Like you said, there's something about it being made by Nintendo that I think would make it more fun. Right. And even Um, like, you know, like I'll play, I play a lot of NES games on like my three DS on the virtual console. Right. And even that just isn't quite as satisfying as like, right actually using this device and in kind of what you're talking about lag you know this thing just connects via hdmi there's no lag it looks fantastic right i mean it's it's still pixelated but it is you know high definition and just runs so well and it's 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 a very sleek device for what it is right for something that just plays a bunch of old games it kind of does have that feel of something that's new still and so when like it comes to the value like you pointed out just the raw numbers um but like I think just like the idea of sixty dollars for thirty NES games, um, with a, it comes with a controller, a very short cord or whatever. But even even so, even with that limitation, sixty dollars in my head just feels like the right number for this thing. Like, do you get that sense? It's pretty, oh yeah, that's I think that's super reasonable. I mean, that's the price of just a modern game. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing of hardware. I mean, honestly, I would have paid more because I'm, you know, this, this is something that speaks to me a lot. And I think you're the same as me. We're kind of the same age where when we were kids, our first system was an NES and our earliest memories are playing on this uh, console. And just, I don't know, just something special about that and kind of recapturing that thing again. Even just like the little console itself. It's just so cool looking, you know, even if like for whatever reason you were done with this thing at some point, like actively playing it, you just put it on a shelf and it looks nice. Yeah, and I, I mean, I and there are some games missing that I would want, um, and stuff like that. But I, I think they hit all like the really high points with a few exceptions, and and so again, I think just that that number for what you're getting is just so perfect. It's um, a very, I think the library is overall uh, pretty excellent. You you mm-hmm. have all of the big heavy hitters, like all the Mario's, all the Zeldas, but then you have a lot of good like representations. They do include a lot of third party games, which I like. You have Castlevania in there. You have Mega Man in there. You have something like Tech Mobile in there, right? So you, you have a sports game. You have, you know, these kind of classic action games. You have uh, brawlers like Double Dragon 2. You have, like, more arcade titles like Donkey Kong or even Bubble Bobble. 
it, it's just a very good mix. You know, a puzzle game with uh, Dr. Mario. Yeah, so for... And I get, you know, you have a number 30, and sometimes some things are going to be missing. And, and you know, the NES, there's so many good games you could put on there, which is why the idea of just doing another one of these in another year with twice as many games is pretty appealing, too. But for if you're going to pick 30 games, I think it's about as good a job as you can do. And so I, know I, I think see, the uh, somebody answer. watching right now. Uh, hey, it's Josh. Hey, Josh says that he wishes Maniac Mansion were on there. And yeah, yeah I saw that. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that, that'd be interesting. But so I think the clear answer here is, and I think we've come to that decision, is the NES Classic is a good deal. Um, I mean, I don't think you would argue with that, right? God, no. It's a great deal. Yeah. If you could so, buy one. Yeah, exactly. And I think that kind of brings us to our next point. Like, it is a good deal. And I think so many people agree that there were lines out the door at Target and Walmart for, to, to pick one up. It crashed Amazon site when it finally went on sale, I think, on Friday afternoon. Um, I had trouble with both Target and Best Buy, and uh, I think one other website might have had it, and I, I had trouble with all of them trying to buy one. I eventually did. Get, I was able to buy one from Best Buy, and it won't get here till, t- till tomorrow. Um, but that kind of, you know, that brings us to our next question. Is Nintendo fabricating the, sh- the supply shortage to specifically get people talking about how much people want these things? First off, I'm glad I reviewed this thing, so I just got one sent to me. You get you you you've been reviewing all these fancy consoles, right? You got an Xbox One S and the PlayStation Four Pro. I was like, fine, you can have all that crap. I'm getting the NES Classic Edition. <laughs> I don't care. Um, yeah, sure they are a bit, right? I mean, that's not super surprising. Usually, I think it is also Nintendo always does this, and I think that's that is part of it, trying to you know create that demand and like the headlines, like oh, it's sold out. But they've also I think are kind of being a little cautious about it, right? They don't want to end end up with whatever reason not having this be a hit, and then just having these, every, you know, all the places where they can't sell them. But it's even still, you had to figure that they kind of knew they had something here, and maybe they could have made more. But yeah, I, I think so. Because I mean, why not? Just re- release a few, get them out there, see how popular it is. Everybody's buzzing about it now. When there are more, they will buy it, and you kind of have now established a brand. Yeah, I think um, I think I think they probably are doing it on purpose, but I also think that they're just like you know, let's sell what we could sell in this first week. If it gets buzzed because it's sold out, great. If it doesn't sell out and we we have just enough, then also great because then we don't have a ton sitting on store shelves and retailers aren't sending them back, and we don't have a bunch sitting in a, in a warehouse and stuff like that. So I think it's a it's a combination of just like like, you know, typical smart business decisions. And also on the other end, if this does end up happening and creating lines that, you know, that's always going to create good buzz. They saw this a million times. Like you mentioned, this is something they always do. They did it with the Wii. Maybe. I mean, the Wii was sold out for like a couple of years and I don't think they were like limiting supply for years. Sure. Sure. But somehow they I mean, didn't think, have that problem with the Wii U. No, that, that's a good point. And I think they wish they did. Uh, and I think that's why like they're, um, same with the switch. Oh, we'll have we're gonna make two million um, before March, which is like even fewer consoles than the the Wii U sold in it in like a similar time span. So I think they're just in general they're just trying to get to a point where they don't have any like slack in their supply line. But at the same time, they know that this is going to benefit them when people you know see new stories that it's impossible to find. The timing of this thing sure is good, isn't it? Right when they kind of are between consoles, right? They don't really have anything to sell people this holiday besides Pokemon for uh, 3DS, and now all of a sudden you got this mini NES thing that is, you know, kind of a hot item right now. 
I mean, do you, I mean, here's like a bonus, like games beat decides question. What do you think is the bigger console launch? I mean, PlayStation four pro or NES classic. And if you're asking me which one I would rather have, it would be an NES classic. But, but there's nothing to, except for the cord on that controller, which I could even grab and show you. Have you seen how short it is? Cause you hear the cord is short. Do you have Unless a do you have a it. do you have an original one and and that yes new? oh I'll be right back fill some yeah, time yeah yeah do that I'll fill it up so okay so while Mike is doing that I guess I'll kind of like give you guys a little primer on this cord so the original NES cord was like nine feet long in that range the new one that's on the NES Classic it comes with the NES Classic is like three feet long and three feet long I I mean maybe it's hard to imagine but like uh, think of like the cord that connects the Wii controller to the nunchuck. And it's like that long. It's, it's, um, it, it, like if you held it like the NES classic and the system and the controller, like right here, the cord would just be like this. It wouldn't like hit the ground or anything. It is absurd how, like, how, okay, yeah, he's back, but it's absurd how close, like, you'd have to sit to the TV to get this to work. Absurd. So, do you have it? Okay. So which one is this? This is the new one. Oh my god! Yeah, that's that's so crazy. See, that's it. That's it. I'll, I'll do a scrolling. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do a little dance. This is it. Oh my god! It, it like it really is like the length of like a nunchuck cord. Yeah, it's about from the camera to me right here. Oh my god! So and like the, um, like the, the length of your arm almost. Here's the original now. Uh, still going. Still going. Oh, we got some tangled knots here, but yeah, it's about, uh, it's just so much longer and I'll back up a bit, but man, it's just ridiculous. I know mean, it's not like a great sense, obviously, but God, I don't, it's such a glaring mistake. It's like, right. Like, it's just so weird. What were they thinking with that? Why, uh, yeah. Why, why would they, like, can you think of any reason why the, the only thing I could almost come up with is that. It's the same, like, so the end thing is the same thing as, like, uh, the classic controller, like, what you would, like, the nunchuck, what you would put at the end of a Wiimote, right? And mm -hmm. you can put this the, this new controller on the end of a Wiimote, and it's about the same size as, like, that, although even that's a little longer, so maybe it was just some, I don't even know how that would make sense, but something to do with that, I have no idea. There's no reason for the cord to be this short. So Penny's upset, too. Yeah, the dog hates it. So they probably just had a bunch of those like cords already manufactured to connect to like Wii and Wii U peripherals, and they're like, "Oh, let's just hook that up to, it, to this it, NES." Yeah, I mean, you know, it had to be something like that. It had to be like they had all these cords and or something, and, but it's just so comically short. And like, at least it's like a problem where the solution is literally just have to make a new controller, and I bet they will. So everybody mm -hmm. buys that also for ten dollars or whatever. But. I don't know. Yeah, it's, what do they call that? The NES Classic Deluxe Cord. The NES Classic. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> here, here we go. Yeah. So I, I think, but uh, I, I don't think you're wrong. I think like part of this is, you know, well, one of the reasons I think they did do this is because like in order to get back to the menu, you have to hit the reset button button on the controller itself, right? Or on the uh, system itself. Yeah, that's another thing. It's like you know, I, I kind of like that fine because I don't know if I want no. a home button on the controller, right? You don't want to mess with. No, I agree with that. Uh, but I'm just like, I, so I think they're like, they want you to sit close to the system so that when you want to jump back, like you just have to reach no, for it and yeah, press it. Maybe. I, yeah, I don't know. Like Josh, yeah, Josh is saying that too. He, he's glad the controller short because he was a kid and sat close to the TV to play. I was close to the TV, but you, you still don't understand just how short this is. Even if you're sitting like pretty close to the TV, it's, it's just 
I don't know. There's no reason for it to be significantly shorter than the original chord. Right. Yep, that, that is very weird. So, all right, kind of getting back to the question, uh, is Nintendo fabricating the supply sh- shortage? I- I'll say yes, because I, sure. I think you made a pretty good argument. I, I, I was kind of leaning maybe... Maybe they weren't, and this is just like their new business model. But I think you're still right that they want to kind of get. I'm sure it's a little bit of both, but yeah, you know, I don't think I don't think it's an evil thing that they did. No, no, this doesn't go on forever. But yeah, I think that's what's happened. Yeah, I mean, people are still really mad. Like a lot of people really want one and like go to line up and don't get one. I think people are feeling pretty hurt about that, or you know, burnt or whatever. But sure. But you, th- there's going to be there's going to be more before Thanksgiving. There's going to be plenty more uh, out there. But but yeah, okay. So I think this will be our, our last NES classic topic, and then we have um, then we're going to move on to something that's kind of in the game of the year realm. But we aren't going to be talking about that quite yet until later this year. But so the last one for NES classic is there going to be an NES classic two? Is there going to be a Super NES classic, or do you think that Nintendo takes this and maybe shifts into the Switch to offer like NES classic? like a subscription service um so that the thing you're saying latter there is kind of what i always thought they should do and maybe would do but i don't know now i think that this kind of device might be the future of that i think you know your first question will be an nes classic 2 or snes classic i think yes on both accounts i think that we'll see more iterations of this device till eventually we get to a point where you have something that just has like Every game released for the NES, or you know, as about as close to it as they can get reasonably. Right, legally, and maybe yeah. that's a longer ways off. But I mean, if you would have told me ten years ago a device like this we'd even get from Nintendo, I probably said no. So I think that's coming, and I think SNES Classic. That's got to be just the most obvious thing to do for yeah. next year. Maybe not even next year, but come on, and that'll be even better. Oh my god, just having like having that little SNES and just having immediate access to mm-hmm. Super Metroid, Mario World, Mario Kart, Link to the Past. You can get Mega Man X on there, Super Castlevania 4. You get some of those RPGs, get Chrono Trigger on there, Final Fantasy 3, Super Mario RPG. I mean, there's just so many. 30 SNES games. Oh, my gosh, that would be yeah, great. They, yeah, the, thir- you could have 30 SNES games without any duds, like, at all. Like every single one of them could be like in a running for like a top ten list of all time because there's just oh, so many good right. Super Nintendo games. So right. yeah, I mean, I, you could, yeah, you could again, you could do that one with only just Nintendo games. But again, it's so cool that they right. haven't put any third party stuff in. So yeah, so I think mean, I think my idea is next Christmas we'll probably get an NES Classic two, and unless they want to speed this up and do one of those in the summer and then have SNES Classic ready to go for next next winter. Um, Cause that, that seems like it might make a lot of sense for them to have like the SNES, like for people who are like, Oh, well, I already got the NES classic one. I don't need these other NES games. So next holiday, they have like the big thing, which would be SNES classic. But I, I do think that your first point is right. That maybe they were considering something like a, a software solution to go along with the switch. But I think this is going to be so lucrative for them and get them so much more buzz and attention that they're going to be like, this is the solution for now for a while. So it, it makes me feel like, the chances of them really doing something right with virtual console on their next system is starting to look pretty slim. Yeah, it is kind of the, the negative thing about this is that I mm-hmm. do think it is probably going to hurt the virtual console uh, business a good deal. Even though they, you know, they can make a lot of money from that, maybe even more in a way. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much an NES Classic, you know, costs to make, but again, they're selling it for sixty dollars. Uh, who knows exactly how much money they're making? Whereas when you're selling a digital copy of an old game for ten dollars like super mario world that's almost just all profit when you're doing that yeah and but it seems it's like just, they it, could do that as a subscription ten dollars a month 
lock people in to like you know play all these games mm-hmm. as much as you want and you only lose access once you stop paying the subscription it seems like i mean in air ea is doing that with a lot of their games and so obviously that's a business model that must work uh if ea is yeah i, I still put, think like, nintendo's still weirded out by the idea of like how to deliver those games is it temporary downloads is it streaming i can't imagine they would do streaming mm-hmm. and a lot of these games just really wouldn't work with streaming no. i think because if you have any lag at all it's just kind of disaster so you know i i think Again, that's another thing where maybe I think at some point we'll have something like that, but maybe a little further off than I would like. And meanwhile, you know, you have this thing, and this works pretty well, and people seem to like it. So here it comes. Yeah, I I think you're right. I I just think that we are at a point where Nintendo is looking for any way to get as much attention while also making the most amount of money as possible, and that's that's going to be something along the lines of NES Classic for a while. Do you think there's going to be a Game Boy Classic? That's what I'm wondering. Oh, I think they're going to ride this thing hard. I think we're going to go all the way up to, like, you know, maybe not right away, but at some point there will be a GameCube classic. Yeah. Which, oh, my gosh. I mean, God, I mean, what, 15 years from now, so um, we classic, right? Just Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, we used to, I, I always would say, like, oh, it's like, how are we going to play, like, Mario Galaxy again someday? Because you can't just make a digital version of that for a new console. Just sell some weird Wii thing for $60 that comes with a Wii mode and nunchuck and 30 Wii games. I mean, gosh. That one might even be hard to find 30 of them. Then you get, you make that, you'll never even need the original Wii. Yeah. You can um, call it, you can I, call I, it a Wii Wii. <laughs> It'll be a Wii Wii. It'll be a wee little. Oh God damn it, Mike! Um, I, I think you're right that when in like 15 years, when like all those kids that grew up on the Wii are in college oh, yeah. or whatever, and they're not like playing games every day, but like they want something to do in their dorm rooms. They're yeah, Nintendo's gonna have like a Wii Wii ready to go. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, right. So yeah. Now, now, here's kind of an interesting, interesting thing. Is Sony going to make the PlayStation Classic Edition now? Because they're the only ones who's still making consoles that has something retro to go back to, right? Like, the X, nobody really wants, to like, an Xbox Classic Edition, right? No one really cares. Not really, no. But, I mean, a PlayStation 1 kind of device, I think there'd be market for that. And, uh, yeah, I think Sony has, like, all their playstation classic games up for sale on their on their store right, but so did nintendo right but i think you're right i think if sony sees this they might try something like that i mean obviously uh the storage for a 500 megabyte cd um compared to like you know kill we're talking about kilobytes for uh, an nes sure. game like that's going to mess with the uh, the economics of this a little bit but i think they will try to figure it out and, and pretty quickly um even if they put like 15 games i think they could almost get away with that uh, if they're like sure, big old maybe. PlayStation games that are like you know, twenty five hours sure. long, get put some, a couple get RPGs the crashes on there. on there, some Spyros, get right. get a deal for Final Fantasy Seven, get get Ape Escape. Oh man, Rap the Rap Rap. Ah, just it's just fun to like think about each console and be like, what are the thirty games that you would put on the Classic Edition that and, and like you know represent that console. And I think the NES Classic has proven that, like, just having that HDMI port is so important. It having is. Having a way oh, to plug it's it so in. so hard with these systems. And, yeah. And, I, you know, I've been saying, like, I haven't, you know, playing a lot of my old machines again. I've plugged them all in. And I love doing that. It's super fun. And no matter how many of these things I get, I'll still do that. Um, but, I mean, it is, you know, I have to get an old CRTV and plug it into, like, some corner in my living room and you know in a way it kind of lends to the retroness but it's also kind of ugly mm-hmm. and you have like and you have you know all these things hooked up and i don't you know there's, and it's there's hard definitely to like, a convenience to this and it's hard to like gather like the family around 
like your old gaming setup around an old CRTV when you CRT TV sure. when you already have like the big flat screen downstairs in the family room and like having the option to just put like on Christmas Day a lot of people are going to get these plug it right in their TV and it's going to look fine like they're not going right. to have to be like why does it look yeah. so squished and weird this looks a lot worse I mean well some people are then, still going to be like that for some other reasons but it's not going to be because there's some mix up in between the signal. And you know the other thing was just like by Super Nintendo especially. I mean, you 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 don't just put a game in and get it going. You put it in, you jiggle it around, you clean the cartridge, you you clean the connector teeth oh, on man. the console itself. I mean, these things are getting old, and you know at some point they're not going to work anymore. So it's kind of good to think about. And I like the idea that there will be a solution for how you play these things again. That isn't just you know get your Android device and put it on there. It has a bit more soul than that, and it it resembles. It pretty much resembles what we were originally doing, right? If I'm playing uh, Mega Man 2 on an NES Classic Edition, sure, you know, it looks nicer and the console smaller, but it feels like I'm playing Mega Man 2 on an NES. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike, I think that kind of does. I think we also decided that one. There's definitely going to be more of these, without a doubt. There's oh, not gosh, just going to yeah. be more of these. There's going to be the PlayStation Classic, like you said. They're just going to... I think these things are going to start rolling out in a way that, like... Like we've always had them, like with the old crappy like Genesis ones. That's the one that like pops to my mind immediately. But right, yeah, those have been a, a, a thing forever. But like no one cared, and like they didn't have. I don't think many of them had like HDMI ports. No, they weren't they, high they, quality they products. Yeah, they just they kind of came out and they were like, okay, like this is something you definitely buy at a gas station, like because you see it there and you're like, you just got your paycheck and you're like, oh, I have stupid money to spend. I'm gonna spend it on stupid stuff. Um, and like, the results were never as good as I think what the NES Classic is delivering. And I'm excited to get mine. Um, okay. I think we should probably move on to our, I, this will probably be our last topic. We're kind of getting okay. to be about 30, 40 minutes in. Um, Mike, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the calendar and you said it earlier, like we're at a point where all these games, any games coming out now are kind of fighting for attention because we're kind of past everything that's big, everything that was, uh, important and draw and getting people's attention. It's the end of the year. And in a few weeks, we're going to be doing a game speed decide podcast about, what were the best, to, you know, the top 10 games of the year and which one was the best out of those. But at this point, are you afraid that you're looking at some of your favorite games and no one's talking about them for the, for the year and that you're afraid something's going to get lost? You know, I'm not really afraid. There's two big games in the running in my head right now. I don't know if I want to, you know, say what they are because we don't want to ruin like, We problems. all know, but yeah, you don't have to say them. But you, we know, know. you know what they are, but... <laughs> They're both games that have gotten plenty of attention, right? Right. And some, like, last year was a year where my game of the year was Ori and the Blind Forest, right? Which was not, like, a super obvious choice or a super mainstream one. Not that was, you know, super indie darling. It was obviously published by Microsoft. But still, it was a game that I thought I had to kind of fight a little bit for to give it some attention. This year, it's it's not. It's a more mainstream thing that I actually do think is the best game. And, you know, maybe there's some games that, like, I think should be you know third or fourth that I, I might have to you know make a point for um like you know like i liked the new ace attorney a lot right so and, and you know that again that's like something you almost don't expect to get a whole lot of love doom is kind of there but doom's still even got a doom's pretty good fine. amount yeah doom's fine um and then bes- i mean besides that i don't know you know is it gonna be a hard push to give titanfall maybe the love it deserves and maybe that's what you're thinking nah, um, i'm actually not because i think titanfall is gonna be fun i mean i think we're gonna have to have some arguments because i've you know jason's dragging his feet on titanfall and we'll get to that <laughs> game of the year time 
he's going to get scolded for that. But yeah, I'm thinking yeah. like um, Hitman and some VR games like Thumper and Res Infinite that either people haven't been playing enough or like in Hitman's case, this game's spread out in such like weird chunks that it's not sure. exactly the kind of game that people have experienced before. So they're not, not quite sure how to process it in like that game of the year conversation. Do I mean, you kind of get it? I mean, a little bit. Walking Dead uh, in that first season didn't have any trouble getting uh, Game of That's the Year true. love, I remember. But even though it was kind of the only one that did, uh, but Hitman has kind of some weird things going uh, against it. I know I didn't play any of them. I've just never played this series, even though I hear good things about this. The fact that I haven't played it and the fact that it's episodic, it's weird because you would think that would be less of a barrier of entry. But in some weird way, I feel like it's like this extra commitment. Like, oh, I'm going to play episode one, and then I don't know what what happens after that. Maybe I'll have to play four more of these. And if I, I, I don't know why that weirds me out in some weird way. But and, and, but this and this is exactly my thing. Like, I think that it, it, it is a barrier for a lot of people. And like, Hitman is the game that I would point to and be like, actually, no, you have to get over that because I haven't played a lot of Hitmans before either. But Hitman is. Like it's special this time around. They have done. They have like found the formula. The formula that works, and the episodic it actually lends itself to this completely because, uh, as you kind of are getting these episodes, it gives you time to appreciate the world that they built for each one of these missions, and you replay them and you try to figure out different ways of doing them uh, instead of like going from one mission and be like, okay, I, I killed that guy, I can go to the next one. You don't think of it like that anymore. You not you start thinking about it in terms of like. No, this I'm going to spend more time with just this one area that they spent a lot more time focusing on than maybe they would have otherwise. Um, and there's something to that that I think is worth everyone kind of exploring because it, I think it should be up there. I, it's I don't personally I don't think it's going to win anything like in terms of like the top you know one or two or three, but it's going to be in the conversation in that top ten, and that, that's why I think it's like important to like kind of talk about it now. Mm, yeah, I guess I can get you on the VR front. That's kind of interesting because it's, right. it's just it's so hard to like. It, I think some outlets are going to have the VR game of the year, right? Or it'll just be about that, and they'll have the like one or two people on staff who've been able to like actually get to like, <laughs> talk about that. But yeah, it's just it's at a very weird spot right now to be like, hey, everybody, don't you think this VR game was maybe the best game this year? Yeah, mm. I don't know how I'm gonna like convince any of you guys about like things like like Red. Well, it's like you like, can't convince me because I haven't no. played it. Right. Yeah. I mean, and like, there's going to be games that like we haven't played that are, are traditional, but I think even those you'll have a better time of like arguing into the top sure. ten for the games, but for our games. Like, I understood your 10. argument for Hitman just now, right? Right, exactly. And, and I think, and I, and I think you'll kind of you'll get that, but I think VR is still just there's so much of this like experiential like wall between what you are imagining and like in you know and what I've experienced, uh, and so I think. That's going to be a tough one. And I do think games like Thumper and Res Infinite are going to have a harder time, uh, spe- specifically because they are primarily kind of a VR. confession. Go for it. I, n- I never thought Res was that good. Me neither. No, that's a thing. That's really? my point. I've never, I've I never liked Res. VR Res a little bit at GDC. I think it, it's, it's better, but like Area 5 and then Area that's X what I kind of really sell the whole thing. Yeah, I didn't um, play that. I just played like the original game in VR. Yeah. Uh, it kind of like shows you. I mean, I, I don't think I, I'm not as crazy about it as some other people. Some people are like, this is like a religious experience for me playing res and I'm not like them, but I do think it's like, it's a worthy being in that conversation again, but I don't know. I, I think uh, some VR games should still end up on our list. Um, 
when we really get when we when we're all said and done maybe we'll see like you said there's only like me and dean who've really put any time with it and i think dean's not even putting near as much time as i have so so we'll see but i i think hitman if like, if anything i think hitman would be the game i'd be like no you guys all have to play hitman before the end of the year right see and i don't really have a hitman this year i don't i don't think at yeah. least like not that comes to mind i always have to like at the end of the year look back and see, but it's not a great sign you don't immediately remember. But yeah, I don't have something that I was like, oh, this is a big surprise, and maybe not everybody's playing this as much as they should, and like that game you champion. I don't really have that this year. Yeah, or, Ori definitely would have been yours last year, so I could see like oh, Ori was mine. Yeah, and, like I was, you know, I I've been like that. I was big like that on Ori last year. I still think that was easily my game of the year. Yeah, last I played year. it. I played it because you mentioned that, and I was really happy I did because I ended up ended up being in my top ten because I think you were like talking about it so much. Oh, so good. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Yeah, so uh, I think we're, we're kind of coming to the end. Um, one really quick one I think we should do, Mike. Uh, they just, it looks like it leaked, and it looks like this is true. Uh, Telltale's next next universe uh, is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. But if you had, like, if you had to have them pick one, like, that you don't think they would ever do, that you would like them to do. Oh, Star Trek. I mean, I know maybe you're not big on, uh, on Telltale games, but, uh, you know, just in general, like, if you had one, like, a, a fantasy one. No, it's true, because I'm actually not that big on these Telltale-style games, but I always thought I would like to see them do Star Trek. Like, something like set in the Next Generation series, because, like, you know, they've always struggled with Star Trek games, and it seems like what would be a good Star Trek game? Well, it would be something that was just a lot of dialogue options, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of what Star Trek is. It's, you know, just a script, and it's people talking uh, most of the time. You can have, like, you know, a little action set piece here or there, and you can, you know, have your hotkeys for it or, or whatever, but... Yeah, I always thought that Star Trek would actually be a pretty good fit for it, and specifically Next Generation, just because everything these days is from the original series. I'm getting a little tired of that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's always been the one I really would like to see them do. And uh, you, you have for any of these game companies, they have Star Trek fans. You have to figure they've tried, probably, at some point. And, and yeah. Who knows? I, I would be shocked if it never happened. I, I think someday that's coming. Yeah, if not then, then maybe someone else, like, just along the same style. But for me, it would be our, our Junkrat and Roadhog fanfic, you know, our slash fic. Oh, my gosh. Finally. I actually would like to see them do, like, <laughs> like Overwatch, for Overwatch what they did for Borderlands, right? Yes, that would be very cool. And that's kind of one of the criticisms of Overwatch is that they have, like, this cool universe and these cool characters and, like, this background story. But none of that is in the actual game, mm-hmm. and the, except and- for, like, pithy one-liners. And I don't even necessarily need it to be in the game, but like having like this yeah. offshoot where like I could play it like maybe on my tablet when I'm not playing regular Overwatch, that would be cool. Yeah, okay, that's an interesting idea. Yep. Is it Guardians of the Galaxy so obvious when you hear it? For yeah, Telltale? totally. Oh yeah, and it was like when that like first rumor came out, and and it was like right around the time when Guardians of the Galaxy came out and was huge. So it all kind of lined up. But I'm excited. I'm I want to play that. It's so um, weird. Remember like back when Telltale was like it. Because right before they made it real big, their like last game was Jurassic Park or something, and yeah. everyone hated it. It was really bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm. I know you're kind of. You've always been skeptical of Telltale or you know. It's like I'm not that I'm skeptical or like yeah. whatever. It's just their games just aren't that for me. I, yeah. I like adventure games a lot, but to no, me, the big different. part. Yeah, the thing that I liked about them was like inventory puzzles and stuff like that, and that oh, is yeah. not what you're doing in these no, games. Not at all. Those are they're like relationship simulators almost, and it's like. A lot of the games in your head, but whatever. This could be a talk for another time. Like I think we're gonna have to wrap it up. Uh, I think it was a 
pretty good day making decisions, though. We figured out we th- we figured out the NES Classic. I think basically we like it a lot and want more of them. Yes, I think that was a pretty good cho- choice uh, for us. Um, and then I, I t- I'm telling everyone to play Hitman. I feel pretty good about that. Um, I know you didn't. You don't really have one of your own, but I think no, Hitman needs to be really. good. Okay, like, there's games I, I liked, but like you know, I'm not gonna say, hey, you need to play Ace Attorney Six. If you think you should play Ace Attorney Six, you probably did. <laughs> And you probably already know. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then, yeah, um, Overwatch. And what'd you say? What was Oh, Star Trek. That's right. For, uh, Star Telltale. Trek, oh, yeah. All right, Mike. So this was the Games Beat Decides podcast. Um, I think going forward, it's going to be a lot more like this, where it's me and Mike kind of talking about different uh, different topics. But if you have any like if you, corrections for things that you think that we got wrong, which we didn't, but if you think so, you let us know at, the, at gamespluspodcast at venturebeat.com. Pretty sure that's the the email games plus the plus sign podcast at venturebeat.com. And, you know, also any feedback on the episode. So if you uh, have any suggestions, nobody, st- I got some feedback. They said they don't like that Jeff Grubb person. They said he's ugly and bad. Gonna, I can fix this. I mean, just uh, delete your face. Yes. Delete okay. It. No. All right. So, and that, I think that's going to no. wrap it up. So, everyone, thank you for listening. Um, ah. if, you're, if you're listening to the audio version, I just deleted Mike. Um, delete, no. delete, 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 delete. Dilap- your dilapidated boat, Mike. Um, all right, guys. This is. Uh, <laughs> you got it. We did the thing. Yeah, we did it. It's in there. It only took three episodes. Uh, Jeff Grubb signing off. Mike, say goodbye to the fine folk. I'm deleted. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next week. <laughs>